1: Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And the first thing I want to do is I want to wish you a belated, happy Memorial Day. Yeah, I want to wish you a happy, belated Memorial Day. I hope you had a wonderful weekend, and I hope you understand why that weekend exists. There's a reason why it's called Memorial Day, and it's really, well... Let's just do this. Why don't we just give thanks to all the countless Americans that have made the ultimate sacrifice so that you and I can live the lifestyle that we desire? Should we should we do that? Let's do that. Let's give thanks. Thank you so much to all of those people, all of those men and women that came before me that did some impossible things so that I can have a wonderful lifestyle. In the United States of America. So what I want to talk about today has nothing to do with Memorial Day. It has everything to do with work. It has to do with the fact you're working for a living. Are you thinking about getting out of working for a living and doing something different? Chances are you are. That's why you tuned into this radio show. You want to get some insight On a different path, a different route, a different strategy than the one you're doing now, because that I'll tell you that concept of go to work and 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 work work until you die. That's terrible. But I can't tell you how many Americans are stuck in that rut. A lot of them, the majority of them. Yeah. So what do people do when they finally make that decision? That's it that's it. I've I've got to stop working for a living. I got to do something else. Well, one of the things that they start thinking about is they start thinking about maybe becoming self-employed. The reason they start thinking about being self-employed is they think, you know what? I'm sick of my boss. I'm sick of my boss's boss. All right. So you want to be self-employed because you know you could be a better boss. And all you need to do is figure out what do I need to be self-employed doing? That's a dilemma, isn't it? Now, now, some of you would think, well, maybe I'll buy a franchise. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just buy an existing business system and I'll work in that business, supporting that business system. That's, that's what some of you are thinking. Other people are thinking, you know what? I just, I just want to be an entrepreneur. I'm not 100% sure exactly what that looks like. But I know that I would be the one responsible for the business. I know that the buck would stop there. And I would be the one building the business system up. I would be an entrepreneur. Now, some of you, some of you blend those together. Some of you think that being an entrepreneur, building a business is the same as being self employed. And in some instances, I guess they could be. But in my mind's eye, they're, they're kind of different. They're kind of different. Now, why am I bringing all this up? I'm bringing this up because I was I was glancing through my bookshelf and I noticed I have this book by Michael E. Gerber. And this book is called The E-Myth Revisited. The subtitle is Why Most Small Businesses Don't Work (laughs) and What to Do About It. Yeah, I actually have a document here, a book, if you will, that is telling me that what you are considering doing may be a problem. It may not work. Now, if you recall, when I had Cliff and Kathy on the show last week, remember I I talked to them about the concept of franchising. That was something they were were strongly looking to do before they made the decision to become entrepreneurs and invest in real estate. They were getting ready to buy a franchise. They were getting ready to become self-employed. And ironically, one of the stats that I found indicated that only 50 to possibly 80% of all self-employed businesses are still in business five years after they begin. So, so why, am I, why am I focused on this particular author? Why would I be talking about somebody that, that wants to tell you about becoming an entrepreneur or what, or what the myth of being an entrepreneur really is? Here's why. Many of you have it in your mind That when you become a real estate investor, that you will become an entrepreneur. And I think you're absolutely correct. I think you're absolutely correct. You are looking to build a business system. That's exactly what entrepreneurs do. They build business systems. As such, this book works very well with what we do in real estate because what it does is it talks about different ways you should be approaching your business system. One of the biggest takeaways of the book is the concept that Mr. Gerber talks about where he says, I want you to work on your business and not in your business. Now this is something that, that we focus on strongly at Lifestyles Unlimited because if, if you're going to have a successful real estate portfolio, you have to learn how to work on that portfolio. Not work in that portfolio, but work on the portfolio. I probably just confused a lot of you, right? Okay, no problem. No problem. Let's do this. Let's take a step back and let's let's start from the beginning. The the two books were written about 25 years apart. The E-Myth was the original book, and I think it was written around 1986. I might, my, my data might be off a little bit on that because I actually saw something that said it was published in 1986, and then I saw something else that said it was published in 1988. Why am I worried about that? Because I want to give you factual information. That's why. That's why I'm worried about it. And I'm not sure which one's the right one. So we'll just, you know, I guess we could blend it and say 87. That wouldn't be the right answer, would it? No, it wouldn't be the right answer. Okay. In the e-myth, Mr. Gerber in- introduced the concept of the entrepreneurial myth and emphasized the importance of building systems and processes to create successful businesses in the E-Myth revised or revisited. I should say it's a revised and updated edition of the the original book. Now I I know that the E-Myth revisited came out in 1995 because there you go. I'm holding it in my hands. It's right here in my, my, my fingers yeah i 'm reading it well i 'm not reading it to you because that would be a copyright infringement, so what I have to do is I have to talk about the the concepts of the book, kind of like a book report i 'm giving you a book report today but in in this book, the e myth revisited. It incorporates new insights and examples while reinforcing the core principles introduced in the first book. So, so do you understand why I'm, I'm saying you don't need both books? If you just get the e-myth revisited, I think you're going to get all the information that you need. Now, both books delve into the challenges faced by small business owners and entrepreneurs. Now, notice that they're separated, small business owners and entrepreneurs are not necessarily the same thing. They can be the same thing, but they're not necessarily the same thing. And the subjects are approached from slightly different angles. So in other words, you're going to get a slightly different spin depending on which version of the book. But the E-Myth lays the foundation by explaining the entrepreneurial myth. So you got to get the book to, to really get into what that concept is. But I'll give you, I'll give you a, a one over the world. Is that fair? I'll give you one over the world. The the E-myth itself refers to the misconception that being skilled in a particular technical field automatically translates into business success. Yeah, that's the E-myth right there. And it focuses on the importance of adopting a systems-oriented approach to running a business. Notice that I've said the word systems, I don't know, probably at least a dozen times so far in this segment, and I'm probably going to say it a few more times. Now, the the E-Myth Revisited expands on the concepts presented in the original book. It provides more practical guidance, case studies, and real-life examples to illustrate the principles of working on the business rather than working in the business. There goes that concept again. It also places a stronger emphasis on the importance of developing, now get this, a clear vision. Yes, you must develop a clear vision for your business. You also have to establish a franchise prototype. In other words, you have to figure out what that business system is going to look like from from literally from cradle to grave and how is that business going to function. Now get this, by creating a business that can be replicated and scaled, you will be Very successful. Now, these concepts, the clear vision, the franchise prototype, the replication of the business, and the scaling of the business, if you've listened to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show and the Del Walmsley Radio Show to any extent, you know that we talk about these concepts ad nauseum. We're always talking about it. And, And here's the beautiful thing. When you become a member of Lifestyles Unlimited, all this stuff is, is basically laid out for you. That's, that's part of what being a member is all about. That's part of what our roadmap is all about. Our roadmap helps you develop that clear vision of what your business will be. It also gives you the mechanics of the franchise prototype. In other words, what does the business system need to look like and how does that business system need to operate? And that map that we give you, That map is completely replicable and scalable because you want to be able to wash, rinse, and repeat. Now, have you noticed that many of the guests that I have on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, they all talk about how they started in one place and they did something that we taught them to do and they wound up receiving or being the beneficiaries of a good result. Did you notice that? And then what did they do next? They turned around and they washed, rinsed, repeated on a different property. Now that different property may be a different size. Maybe they're scaling their size up or it may be the same size property and maybe they're just replicating the business system of what they did in the previous one. It's as simple as that. And I'll tell you, all this stuff sounds really complicated, but none of it's very complicated at all. Once, once you know how to do it, you just know how to do it. We come back from the break. We're going to get back into the concept of working on your business versus working in your business. Stick around.
0: Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855 497 4335 The real estate investor radio show continues next.
1: Want to continue the conversation inside the community? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook. Stay up to date on upcoming events, market trends, members stories featured podcasts real estate wisdom and more you can even join us a couple times a month as we go live with our case study events right on facebook from the comfort of your home get online and get in the know turn listening on the radio into participating in the community like and follow lifestyles unlimited on facebook today
0: creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited, Real Estate Investor Radio
1: Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And on today's show I have Mr. Michael Gerber assisting me. Now, he's not here. He's not physically here. Uh, The gentleman is in his 80s. So I I suppose I could call him up on the phone if I had his phone number and say, hey, Michael, you want to be on the show? Or I could just give you some feedback of the book, The E-Myth Revisited, which I think you should have in your reading library. I really do. That's I I guess that's an endorsement for the book. So in the books, in both of these books, The E-Myth and The E-Myth Revisited, Michael Gerber talks about the difference between working on your business versus working in your business. Now, the concept of working on your business and working in your business was actually popularized by Mr. Gerber. There are a lot of people that have read this book that went, oh, that's how it's supposed to go. And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to help you sharpen your mind. Now, at Lifestyles Unlimited, if you decide to become a member of Lifestyles Unlimited, or if you just decide to become a real estate investor, you have to understand if you're self-employed and you have to understand if you're an entrepreneur or both or neither. Okay, so let's get let's get back into the E-Myth Revisited. And... Let's talk about this concept of working in your business. Now, that refers to being involved in the day-to-day operations and the tasks necessary to keep the business running. When you work in your business, you are focused on the immediate and tactical aspects of running the company. This approach is common for small business owners and entrepreneurs, especially in the early stages. Now, I will, I will tell you that there are lifestyles and limited members that decide to become what we call lead investors. In other words, what they decide they want to do, their investing strategy is they will go out and they will find great opportunities to invest in and they will make those opportunities available to their fellow Lifestyles Unlimited members. And by doing so, they they create a partnership, if you will. They bring in passive investors and then they do all of the work. Now, many times... Our lead investors, especially on their very first deal, while they're still trying to work stuff out, they may wind up doing some of the tactical elements of the business. They may take care of some pieces of the business system because maybe, maybe the, the business system itself is not big enough to support employees, something that you have to consider. So what does the lead investor do? The lead investor says, you know what? I can't afford employees right now. It doesn't make sense to put employees on this project. I will go ahead and do the work. I will get it done, and I will still achieve my goals for repurposing the property, okay? And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying that you have to understand that you're doing it. You're actually working in the business. Now, let's contrast that with working on the business, Instead of working in the business doing the tactical operations, let's talk about working on the business. Now, this involves taking a step back from the day to day ops. And the reason you take a step back is I want you to focus on the strategic and long term aspects of your business. Remember when I said you have to have a clear vision for your business? This is where it comes in. You have to understand where you're going, and how you plan to get there. That's the strategic and long-term approach to your business. Now, Lifestyles Unlimited, we make it easy for you. We we make it super easy for you. You can sit down with a mentor and you can talk all this stuff out. You can talk it out with your fellow Lifestyles Unlimited members that have done exactly what you're trying to do. And, And you can get great feedback from these people that's that's the neat thing about being a part of the culture at Lifestyles Unlimited it really is it's the fact that I could pick up the phone and I could call any of a number of people that I know that I have a personal relationship with a relationship that I built it's it's just a business relationship don't go there and and the point I'm trying to make is if I have a question about anything and I know somebody has had success doing it I can just call them on the phone and go hey Bob you got five minutes for me and you know what Bob would say? For you, Al, I got 10. Sweet. I only need five, but I'll talk to you for 10 because I like talking to you, Bob. That's, that's kind of how the conversation goes. And then I ask my question, and then we, we, we talk about whatever we need to talk about. Okay, so that's the strategic and the long-term piece of your business. Now, when you work on your business, you concentrate on activities that contribute to the overall growth, the development, and improvement of the company. That's what you do. Notice that I said improvement of the company, not the real estate itself. Oh, what are you telling me, Al? Because you have to have a business element that controls all the different pieces of real estate. Just because you buy the first piece of real estate doesn't mean that your home office is commingled with it. Does that make sense? Yes, you need you need to consider building that business entity up separate from the assets that the business is going to buy, the company, so to speak. While you're doing all that stuff, there's there's things you need to take into consideration. You have to set some goals. You have to set objectives that help you achieve those goals. You have to create your business plans. You have to develop marketing strategies. You have to build business systems and processes. You have to refine the value proposition of the business itself. You have to analyze performance and you have to identify opportunities for expansion or innovation. At Lifestyles Unlimited, everything that I just said, we make easy. We make easy. It's it's basically show up, get educated, learn how to do this, sit down with a mentor, get your head wrapped around the concepts of what you're trying to do, and then go go get it done just go get it done it's it's as simple as that and when you do all this stuff the the goal of working on your business is ultimately to establish a strong foundation and to help you optimize all of your operations and the key takeaway is we want you to be able to plan for your future plan for your future yeah i don't want you to be out of business in five years I want you to be in business in five years, and I want you to be flourishing. I want you to be thriving. I want you to be doing exceptionally well. Yes, I want you to be doing exceptionally well. And the reason I want you to be doing exceptionally well is because I want you to get on a plan that gets you retired in five years or less. It's not a pipe dream. That's, that's the real deal. It's part of the reason I'm talking about all this stuff today. Yeah, you, you could take copious notes. You could sit down and take everything that I've talked about on today's show, take copious notes and, and figure out what all those copious notes need to mean, because I basically built out your entire concept of the operations. I did. Did you hear it? The entire concept of your operations was laid out for you so far in this show. So some of you guys are thinking, well, I'm not so sure I, I fully understand this concept of working in your business versus working on your business. Okay, I get that. No, I get that because it can, it can be a difficult concept to, to separate the difference between the two. So what are, those, what are those things that equal working on your business? What are those things you should really, really be focused on? There's six elements. The first thing is strategic planning. Then there's business development. There's process improvement. There's financial analysis. There's systems and infrastructure. And there's leadership and team development. Now, did any of those concepts sound like you might be working in your business? I think in Al's book, any type of planning, specifically strategic planning, is worth all of your time. So working on your business involves setting clear goals and a strategic plan to achieve them. These are things you should be thinking about all the time. These are things that dial into your strategic planning. What about business development? How, how, do, you, how, do, you, how do you do that in order to work on your business. Well, that's aimed at expanding your business and reaching new markets. Yeah, so in the real estate world, that might be, okay, I've been investing in Houston, now I wanna go invest in San Antonio and I wanna go invest in, in Dallas. Does that make sense? Okay, it involves conducting market research, identifying potential partners or collaborations, exploring new products or service offerings, and developing market strategies to attract new customers now if you notice that the suggestions that i'm giving you all of these things can apply to any business yeah so if you don't do some of these things in your business that's fine just eliminate them yeah just don't do them yeah but all the other stuff that applies do it do it do it well do it very well process improvement man this is this is one that employees hate they hate process improvement but you know what when we're working on our business We love process improvement because it includes analyzing and optimizing our existing processes to enhance our efficiency, our productivity, and our customer satisfaction. And let me tell you, in the rental real estate business, customer satisfaction is huge. It is huge. It will set you apart from your competition. So when you're doing process improvement, You want to identify things like bottlenecks in your systems, streamlining your workflows. You want to implement your automation tools, and you want to refine quality control measures. Yeah, these are things you would do in process improvement. So in in the rental business, you find better ways to make things more efficient. It's just as simple as that. And at Lifestyles Unlimited, you're a part of a big group of people that talk about this stuff all the time. I actually attend monthly lead investor meetings because I'm a certified lead investor. So I go to the lead investor meetings and we talk about all of these things that we can do to improve our processes. Or somebody comes to the meeting saying, hey, I tried this and I got a really good result. I suggest you guys try it. And it's a process improvement type of thing. And then we all go, well, that that actually makes sense. And then we put it into play in our businesses, but we don't go and do the actual work of making it in play. Does that make sense? I know that makes sense to you. All right, here's a big one. Financial analysis. You have to evaluate the health and performance of your business. It's critical. Period, end of story. You have to analyze your financial statements. You have to monitor key performance indicators. You have to identify cost-saving opportunities, assess pricing strategies. Now get this, make informed decisions based on financial data. So in other words, if you don't know how to read the stuff, We'll teach you Lifestyles Unlimited. It's, It's that simple. This stuff is not rocket science. Even though we have rocket scientists as members of Lifestyles Unlimited, you don't have to be a rocket scientist in order to do what we do. It's as simple as that. All right, systems and infrastructure. Developing and implementing systems and infrastructure to support your business operations is an essential aspect of working on your business, not in your business on your business. Now, this can involve creating standardized procedures, implementing project management software, maybe adopting customer relationship management systems, or upgrading technology to improve efficiency and scalability of what you're trying to do. Yeah, these are all things that help you to work on your business. Very very important. And I think the the final piece and I, it's not the last, but it's the last one I'm going to talk about is the concept of leadership and team development. You're a business owner. You own the business. The buck stops with you. Working on your business entails developing your leadership skills and nurturing your team. I didn't say babysitting your team. I said nurturing your team. This can involve investing in your own professional development. If you know you have shortfalls in certain areas, fix them. It's as simple as that. It's your business. If you have a deficiency of your own, fix the deficiency. It's as simple as that. Maybe maybe you need to take some training or some mentorship uh, to your employees. You need to provide those types of things. Maybe you need to foster a positive work culture. Now, those of you that work currently in a non-positive work culture, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Now, it doesn't have to be this kumbaya thing, but it needs to be a positive work culture where the employees feel like they're contributing to the workflow of of the organization and they feel like they're making a difference. If they don't feel like they're they're stakeholders in the entire process, then you're not doing a good job fostering a positive work culture. I'm I'm just calling it the way I see it. And you have to learn how to delegate tasks. Yes, delegate tasks. What does that mean? That means you tell people to do certain things. You don't give up full responsibility for them getting done, but you give up the responsibility for the actual work of getting it done. Does that make sense? So you retain the responsibility for the completion, but you don't do the work. You're working on your business. Okay. I've hit you with a lot of stuff today. I mean, I'm serious. You could go back to LifestylesUnlimited.com, check out the podcast, listen to this show in podcast, and I've pretty much given you everything you need to know in order to build a very successful business system. The things that are missing are some of the the tactical elements that, that you need to put into place. But again, if they're tactical pieces, you shouldn't be doing them anyhow, unless you're in the very entry level stages of your business at that point. Even at Lifestyles Unlimited, we're not going to call foul on you working in your business. But what we want to see you do is transition out of working in your business and transitioning fully to working on your business. Because if you're working in your business, you're kind of doing both right now. You're working in your business and you're working on your business, but you're not giving 100% of your time to working on the business because you're giving a majority of that time to working in the business. So what do you need to do? Well, scale up, build your team up, hire employees, do what you need to do to foster that that positive work climate, that positive work culture, and to build a team that you're going to take with you to wherever it is you're trying to go. Look, if you want to do exactly what I'm doing, and if you want the easy way to do this, go to lifestylesunlimited.com, sign up for a free workshop, and let's get you going.